I'm Derek. Hey, good morning. And we have a special guest today with us, Miss T. Marie King. What's going on? Not the singer. She gone. <laughs> right. I mean to ask you, did your mom name you out the T. Marie? Like, what's the T stand for? The T actually stands for Tara. Tara, okay. But we in the South. Right. And you know how people be. Yeah. And I got tired of people asking me if my mama named me after a plantation. <clears throat> a plantation? See, I was, I was so lucky. Gone with the wind. Yeah. I'll call you yeah. I'm the old people next year that I get. And white people. There you go. There you go. You know, so I was like, let me help these folk out. And the black folks going to say, Tara. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know. You know. Tara. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this easy so I'm not correcting somebody every, every 15, 20 minutes. Right. So, uh, yeah, but I always tell people if you can say Tara, you can call me that. But if you can't stick with T. Marie, yeah, because most people say like some people say Tara. Yeah, and yeah. that's annoying too. Tara, <laughs> <laughs> that strong yeah, biblical. T- <laughs> <laughs> I can hear, I can, you know, three old ladies right now. Okay, you absolutely every time that your name Tara. Yes, you just let them get away with <laughs> <Go> it. <laughs> okay, so uh, so we're gonna go ahead and just get into this today. So, if you've been listening to our podcast over the last few weeks, we've been doing a lot around protesting and just you know black people trying to be heard is what i call it your pressure has been up uh in lieu of the murder of uh ej bradford jr and so we we've had a lot of different discussions about it uh last week got a little contentious yes it did my mouth was open (laughs) but (laughs) there are some questions that we have about organizing so Tell us about organizing. Tell us a little bit about what you do as an organizer. So, I'm in a interesting space. So, I come. My background, a lot of people don't know, is actually film and video production. Um, and when I moved back to Birmingham, you know, I kind of fell into community work, working for a nonprofit. And you know, after a few years, really kind of saw that I felt my purpose was in you know truly being a voice and helping the community. Um, so for me organizing is about creating space Um, and that could be anything from me working with other organizations and making sure people voices are at the table that you know either they haven't considered or they just haven't wanted to reach out to Uh, so I'm good for pushing that envelope and saying well we can't continue to have this conversation if so and so is not at this table so when can I bring so and so to a meeting Um, anywhere from that to working with organizations on how to engage communities that are different from them Um, and then doing workshops around bias and getting people to understand how they see people that's not like them because too often I think we focus on all the isms and implicit bias and I keep telling people you can do workshops on that until the cows come home but if people don't deal with how they feel about people who are Hispanic people who are black people who are whatever then nothing is going to change so we have to deal with you know that interpersonal so that's some of my organizing but also bringing events together creating space for us to have sometimes those tough conversations you know somebody that work in the community because they always say you need to project well he telling me ain't talking loud enough that's how you need to talk right there I was trying to you know give the people something calm we need you to hear you but yeah community organizers they always want to welcome you into the space and thank you for allowing us to be in your space y'all love a space I love it well you know I I think I think you got to be respectful and I'm always thankful for people that open up their doors right. because they don't. Right. And sometimes, depending on the issue, 
you know, people may feel like, well, is that going to bring us into the issue? Mm-hmm. Are people going to be asking us what we think? So when people are just like, come use our space, I'm like, I'm so appreciative. But I'm also appreciative of people who participate mm-hmm. in the conversation because it's not always easy to stand up in front of people and voice your issue, your concern. And then the people are not always, per se, receptive. Because people mean. They are. People <laughs> are mean. People mean and sully. You know. <laughs> you know. But yeah. So whatever. <laughs> when we're looking at what happened, we still need to look at the events that led up to it. So Absolutely. We can have a clear picture. Absolutely. Although we may want to go in a specific direction, we need to have a clear picture. Absolutely. Of the whole thing. Absolutely. Okay. You know, Ray Ray, who actually kick the dog that caused him to bite you and mm-hmm. now you mad because the dog but actually it started here so sometimes we got to go back and say let's look at the whole picture not saying that the offense didn't happen mm-hmm. but let's make sure we got all the facts and that we can gather who was there who saw this we get a full picture because you know they always say it's three sides to the story yeah <laughs> so okay so so you know the the elephant in the room uh, for people who live in Birmingham right now, is the the Hoover incident right. with with uh, with EJ Bradford? Are you good? We're talking about that. Yeah. Okay. And, and the reason why, because you know, we talked about media on a lot of our different podcasts. Like okay. We talked. We did one talking about Rachel Dolezal and how Rachel Dolezal's biggest problem is one, she can't admit when she made a mistake. Absolutely. And, and two, we live in a twenty four hour news cycle, so sure. like, there's no. Like waxing of information is always waning, it's always mm-hmm. building, absolutely. And we don't allow people to like just go away, we, we'll bring them up. I mean, Kevin Hart in the Oscars, the whole right. like this thing he did years <laughs> ago, <laughs> and now somebody went through and dug information or old comedy show, right? Which was probably politically correct or close to politically correct at that at time, time. Right, right? And now, since we're so extra PC, you know. <laughs> I heard something today that I'll tell y'all about. But anyway, yeah. and you so, know they're pulling up the white folks too. That did, but did I mean, everybody thing. has done, people, and that's what I guess everybody has yeah. done it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so you know, so so you so you have to deal with with that. So, like, how do you how do you vocalize a want against a system of oppression? Because at the end of the day. There are several issues with the whole thing with Hoover. One, we don't know what happened. Absolutely. And as you were saying earlier, we don't know what precipitated this. We don't know what happened up to the shooting. Right. We're not even sure what happened during the shooting yet. And after. And fully after. And fully after. You know, even with the the lawyer and the family actually seeing the tapes earlier, we got Jesse Jackson out here asking for the tapes. That's just a bad look. Yeah. And I don't think the people who were organizing this really thought about that you know of course we want them to see the tapes yeah but i mean if you've seen the tape then don't have people out telling us we need to see the tape and you've already seen them absolutely so like so the organizing of this seems to be kind of haphazard and i'm trying to figure out you know what can we do and see that comes down to organizers got to be on the same page but the problem with that is everybody don't want the same thing. Right. And that becomes an issue. So you may have a group that's like, we get it. We're going to operate from this standpoint. You know, let's help get the truth, bring that out. And then you have another group that say, no, we just want to, you know, throw some bows and let's fight. And you can't get them to calm down enough right. to actually hear where you're coming from. And so a lot of times you're dealing with, we want the same thing. We're just in conflict of how we get there. The methods. Absolutely. And so it's hard sometimes to say, some people don't want to listen. Some people don't want to join. Some understand, hey, we got mixed messages going out. Right. And this ain't going out just to Birmingham it's or going Hoover. Out to this the is world. international yeah. now. Every time, I, every time I see it on like CNN or something like that, I'm just like a little bit more embarrassed about being from Alabama. Right. Because we do want justice for this man, but... I mean, at some point, we got to figure out, you know, how do we go about doing it? How do we go about making this whole? Exactly. And it, and there doesn't seem to be a good answer to that. And I pay attention to the, I said, that's where my pressure's been up. I pay attention to the, a lot of the comments mm-hmm. on the boards and things right, online. Right, right. And I'm looking at what the people are saying. You know, I know what my people are saying, but I want to see what the people right. on the outside are saying. And a lot of them just really don't care about the detail. 
I just want we need to make some noise. We need to make ourselves heard. But what do you want? What do you them, want them to hear? Yeah, what do you want them to hear? But see, not even what do you want them to hear, but what is the result of that? And it's getting to that. It's like Preach. what? Okay, we can be, we can protest, we can march, but is marching to access what? Mm-hmm. And thank you. And that's where I think that disconnect is. I was speaking at a school a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the situation in Hoover. And kids were like, well, I just want to flip tables, and I want to burn stuff down. And I was like, okay, cool. You're more entitled to do that, and hopefully somebody will be there to bail you out. Right. But once that's done, then what? what? Okay, so I, me and my best friend, we, are in, we have been at odds and okay. conflict because when they wanted to do the protest at Hoover High School, and I was totally against yeah. that. And she thought that I would, I don't want to go into all that, but she, her, their point was basically when, during the 60s, they went out there and mm-hmm. rioted and, you know, she kept, they spit on them and they, you know, I understand all that. Microphone. Sorry. I understand all that and I know that happened and she was like and they were making their voices heard and, and but my question was what did they gain from it? Exactly. And their thing and she was like, Well, they were hurt. Yeah, they were hurt, but they weren't hurt in the way that they needed to be hurt because from that it caused a lot of animosity from the minority voice and nothing was accomplished because the schools were still integrated. Right. That's what they were fighting against. But they were fighting against it in the wrong place. Exactly. So, and that's just kind of what I try to get some people to see, and I get lambasted because yeah. you got called to Uncle Tom. I got <laughs> gotten called a coon. Oh no! Uh-uh. I got called all kinds of what? names because you know, just what you said in the beginning, asking questions. Right. Like you know, if we're going to protest at the school. What is our point? What is our purpose? What are we going to gain from it? Right. And because I ask those questions, I am against what's going on because I'm questioning what you're doing. But that's totally not my point. I can't get behind you and I don't know what we... we, And you need clarification. you shouldn't get behind people when you don't know what their point is. That was my... That's my (laughs) my thing. Like, one of my friends, April Baldwin, she uh, she's a graduate from Tuskegee. She works for the Park Service. Uh, she's a she has a bachelor's in history. She's a historian. And when he talked about the thing with the schools, her problem was let's not use civil rights iconography in this way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if we're gonna make it, if we're gonna do it, it needs to be related. Like the the issues need to be the same mm-hmm. or at least adjacent. And a lot of times, when especially with the younger generation like they just want to protest everything right and it's like um well um, what's your point like what 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 is your ask right you know and so i just don't understand how do we move from uh a area of not understanding to an area of understanding crafting a message and getting a desired result yeah well see one thing you got to look at what's missing now that they had it during the movement a leader exactly leadership so there was somebody or a group saying this is the focus this is what we're working on and this is the plan this is the plan it was never and i think people misunderstand the fact that yeah you see dr king now marching from selma to montgomery but you're talking about a whole lot of planning went into place in the back room (laughs) i'm telling you we got to have a mass meeting about this to make sure everybody is on the same page but how so it's so oh my god it is so frustrating and and i've really been wanting to talk to you about this for a while because like that was one of my problems with the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Right. Because it was a decentralized uh, movement. And we talked about the need for a leader. Yeah. You know, like, who is leading this? Who is coming up with these ideas? And what are we going to do? Like, there are a couple of things that happened during a, a lot of the Black Lives Matter um, protests that I just was not here for. Mm-hmm. I could see you protesting Donald Trump. I could see you protesting um, um, uh, Newt Gingrich. I could see you protesting any of those Republicans. Why are y'all up st- stopping Bernie and Hillary from talking? Right. Like why? 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 Why are we there in that right. space? There are, and my whole thing with them is neither one of them are perfect. You know, I was more of a Hillary person than, more, than a right. Bernie person, but they both were on our side. Right. Absolutely. And the, and the problem that we have as liberals and progressives is that we want to hold on to our differences 
to the end. Mm-hmm. Like oh, during yeah. the primary, that shit cute. Yeah. But the general election, we're not writing in no the third show. party. Right. We're not doing right. that. I agree with you. I had a friend that wrote in Donald Duck, and I was like, are you serious? Because she didn't want to vote for Hillary. And then, but then they said, well, it's not our fault that we lost yesterday. It, it is, is entirely exactly. your fault. <laughs> All the way. And, you know, we're not going to sit around here and try to, you know, adjudicate blame, but it is entirely your fault. Right, right. And so we need to learn from that. But I feel that we haven't learned from that. No, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't fully gotten there yet. And, and, and honestly, that's what's kind of scary, to be honest with you, because we are so individualistic. Everybody got their own issue, their own thing. Whereas you got some people who saying, no, I'm for the community. What grows the community? Right. What's going to progress us forward? Let's have that conversation and let's work through that muddy water and get to a place of resolve. But then we have those people who are like, somebody brought up the point. They was like, well, Marie, we want to get the family um, to restorative justice. I said, that ain't going to never happen. Right. And she said, well, how do you figure that? I said, because you can't bring their son back. Yeah, their son is dead. <laughs> you can't restore that. Right. And she was like, oh. Yeah, so, and then we throw these cliches out. We have these terms, and I have people say, reconciliation, that's it. And I'm like, is it? Can we really reconcile that? Now, we can identify and create pathways to healing. Right. And, I mean, to me, it's like grief. You know, grief has stages. Mm-hmm. Healing has stages. Mm-hmm. So we can identify those. And as a community, as individuals move through that. But I think when we throw terms like we need to get to reconciliation, those are people who want to just skip over the fact that this injustice, this tragedy happened. And we got to go through the processes of it. We have to go through the process. And right now, I think that the African-American community here in the United States suffers from kind of like a collective PTSD. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and like and nobody wants to go to therapy about it. You know, it's like yeah. It, yeah. It, until we do, we're going to continue to have these same problems and these same issues. Absolutely. And we... And, and we and it, and it makes it impossible for us to find a path forward. It does because we're traumatized people re-traumatizing each other. You know, when I watched a lot of the stuff with the family, it broke my heart seeing them, in my opinion, on display. Mm. I didn't feel like, I'm like, okay, why are they back on camera? Unless they are asking to be on camera. I'm like, let's not even put they, them in that even, position. But even if they were asking, yeah. that's one of those things where you're in shock. Exactly. And somebody needed to be there to say, well, maybe you should maybe go not. to the Ricky Rest right show tonight. Or maybe you should, yeah. you know, those, those, and I hate, you know, social media has allowed us to, to like put our grief on display. True. Yeah. And I tell people that and they're like, well, I don't know. Like, everybody don't need to know every time you fart. Right. Like, like, we don't need to know that. Right. You know, people get shot or people die. And next thing you know, it's on Facebook before the family even right. finds out. Right. That's how they find out. That's how they find yeah. out. You know, I, I think back to, and people, I'm on Facebook a lot, and people have their opinions about me on Facebook, but half the stuff that's going on with me, you will never know, because it ain't your business. Right. You know, I went through six weeks of chemo and radiation in Georgia, Yeah. and people thought I was just in Atlanta chilling around. But you know what? I had a secret group with like 200 people in there that I was telling them what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't want to put my grief on display. Absolutely. And I think that's what we do, and we also put other people's grief on display. Because it's such a, we're in such a, a the, I need the likes. I need the followers. And that's how I found out about what happened. You know, me and my family, we were on our way actually to the Galleria. Right. And my birthday was that Monday before Thanksgiving. Had already been up there and spent birthday money. And I was like, you know what? I really just don't want to go back to the Galleria. I'm almost 40. I don't want to hang around with a bunch of young people, you know, like at the mall this late at night. So we decided, we said, well, you know what? Let's go bowling instead. And when it came up on my Twitter feed, and it was just boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what happened? And then, okay, now this? And so now it's that thing. We're in that society where I want to be the first to post it. I want to oh, yeah, share it first. Got to be there. It's you like gotta, the news. It you is. Get, you exactly. Because they got to be in the uh, where they at, though, group. Right. And I, right. I got to have it on. I got my life. Got to be the one they come in on. You but, know, the problem, like but the problem with that goes into the fact that we end up having half-truths or no-truths. Absolutely. Out there. And then people are forming their opinions are, based mm-hmm. on that. You know, we, we we saw this play out with this particular murder. Right. You know, first, well, and, you know, here black folks, well, they should he shouldn't have been down there acting up. That's how come them police shot, shot him. Well, do we really know that? Right. And then it goes back to, oh, so he didn't shoot the people and the police shot him. But then we still stuck on, 
Well, somebody was down there acting up. So had they not been acting up, none of this would have happened. Because we're going <laughs> to dig into yeah. that wrongness and hold on to exactly. it. Exactly. And instead of just being calm, waiting to see what happens. Now, let me just say this. We knew the white folks were going to lie. I'm, I'm just going to. We knew that those policemen were going to lie. And they were going to try their best to keep. Because right. that's what they do. That's exactly what they yeah. do. They will pee on your leg and tell you that it's raining. We know that. But we could at least wait until we got at least some of the facts out so we could see where they were lying. And I Absolutely. think it would have made the movement a little bit more cohesive. We know we're never going to be totally cohesive, but I think it would have made it just a little bit more cohesive had we just waited just a day before we start crucifying folks. Right, because it gives you an opportunity. What It's almost like, what are we running towards? Right. Because now what you got is a bunch of people just running around and we're mad but it's like, okay, what are we really mad about? Right. Are we mad about we don't know. We don't this, know. that, and other? So, you know, a group I'm working with, we were like, you know what? We're not going to focus on the actual shooting. We're going to let the people who's supposed to handle that handle that. But we do want to have a conversation about what is protocol for apprehending a suspect. So we said that'll be our focus. We're going to put pressure on the police department in Hoover and say, we need to see what your protocol is. And see, that's something we can push policy on and say, we got to make sure this doesn't happen again. So we're going to focus on this piece of it. Look, okay, well, shout, oh, no, shout to shout to shout we about, you know we, that's what I mean. We fixed to go to our break, but then when we come back, let's talk about that because no one is talking about that. And I think it's very important because, you know, we keep this has been happening. This has been happening for the last 50 years. Right. In the last five years, it seems to be a little bit more intense. So let's, when we come back from our break, we'll talk about, Ooh, you know, what do we ask for and what do we want to do. Right. But there are some local, regional, and state and federal changes Absolutely. that need to be made Absolutely. that nobody's talking about. Absolutely. So we'll catch up in this conversation, y'all. Jesus. <laughs> this episode of Same Crap Different Day is sponsored by AIDS Alabama. AIDS Alabama is now doing free in-home HIV testing. That's, That's right. That's your house. Right. If you can't come to us, we'll come to you. Uh, a lot of people don't like coming into places to get tested. We will come to your house and test you there and give you results. In your car. Or the park. Wherever you want to meet us, we'll meet you there. At the beauty shop. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to get tested, you can give us a call at 205-918-8184. That's 205-918-8184. That's awesome. Don't call myself. And we are back. Uh, thank you for listening to Same Crap Different Day. We, um, the, I guess it was a third, three-part series. Now we thought we we're just gonna do it just two yeah, parts. We, it's just been going but on. But this and one on. is is. But this. I'm excited. <laughs> Jesus. If you're listening to us and enjoying this podcast, please like us on whatever platform you're la, listening la, to. La, la, la. We're on Spotify, la, iTunes, la. Um, you name it. We're there. Uh, TuneIn Radio. We're on all the major. Um, Platform. So we are going to dive back into our conversation with Miss Tari- uh, T. Marie King. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so we earlier we talked about you know what organizing is and you know what we should be doing. So we're now we're going to talk about what's going on now because there's a lot of disjointed like nigga shit going on <laughs> right now, and I just want to try to figure out. Derek and I are going to talk about our issues with what's going on. Now. Okay. So, Derek, I'm going to let you lead Mm-mm, off. You go. Uh, so, okay. So, I don't, I don't mind. So, <laughs> so, I have not been very pleased with the way any of this is going on. Okay. Like, I don't understand why they got the Crump guy to be the lawyer. We got plenty of good lawyers here, civil rights lawyers here that they could have done the job. Crump ain't got no good Trump, Trump record. Like, what has he won? We agree on that. Like, yeah. It's like I, <laughs> Did he win the Jordan Davis one? I don't think so. Hey, I, we Google him and we couldn't find nothing he was. Yeah, but but, it's, it's, but it goes back into the whole media hype right, thing. Right, right. You know, and that's not what we need. Sensationalization. We don't need that. So then <clears throat> I have issues with the way that some of the protests have, have, have come out. Well, I guess with some of the leaders of the protests. So I'm not really that down on people stopping traffic. I'm not down on them protesting. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think they need to do a little bit more thinking as to where they're going to protest. Like, I still don't see why they protested at that school. Like, that made no sense to Well, me. they didn't go. After they, you know, what he said in the beginning, that that was their tactic. That well, they just to tell them they was going to go so they can send all their resources over to the school. Why do that? See, again, I'm, just telling you what, I'm just telling you what I read fool, um, foolishness, from the people. Foolishness, <laughs> and fu- foolishness and fuckery. I mean, that's that's what that boils down to. 
And so, you know, so I haven't been too cool with that. And then, you know, we have our own local activists who are doing things. You know, Carlos, you know, God loving, Jesus keep him. You know, I just think wish he had a little bit more direction. Frank Matthews, I don't like Frank. Frank is, he's just a bad person. Like he he's homophobic. He's right. He doesn't like white people. And I'll this is nothing. I'm just I know. Like we had the, he. I I got screenshots of him saying some very horrible things about me. Oh man! Uh, seriously, like and I don't know why why people still allow him to be in these spaces. But he when I see him, I totally shut off. Like that's not a space that I need to be in because as far as. He's very pro-black, but he's anti-other people, and that's the problem that a lot of white people have with when they see people who are pro-black. They they automatically feel like we're all like Frank, and we're not. You know, I'm pro-black, but that don't mean I'm anti-anybody. Right, right. You know, there's no way that you can really be an activist or an advocate and not advocate for the holders of all people. That's true. And that's not what he does. And I don't know how he didn't got y'all food into thinking that's what he does, but I I know. Right, You know, so... So that kind of bothered me. But even that didn't bother me as much as what um, some of these black pastors are doing with these white pastors in Hoover, with this whole thing about uh, taking up this money for people who work in the, in the mall who may have been not, not being able to get all their hours or sent home. On the surface, it sounds like a great idea. It really does. But what does it really do? It pits black people against other black people. Because you think about most of those seasonal workers, a lot of them are black. So the white pastors and a few of these black pastors who go on down there with them, like, we're going to give y'all this money because those black people have stopped y'all from making y'all money. You know, yeah. anytime yeah. when when those white pastors down there, Hunter Street Baptist Church and the rest of those churches, if them motherfuckers ain't saying nothing about, oh, EJ shouldn't have been killed, I don't want you saying anything else. Right, right. If you're not going to talk about everything it's disingenuous and fake as hell for you to say, well, we're looking out for these poor black people because they ain't getting no hours because these niggas over here acting up because they didn't shot this boy in the mall. Nobody said a word about it. And right. I just don't think that the black pastors who are with them, especially Jim Lowe, he's another one. You know, he all up 45 ass. You know, I don't, you're not saying anything about the incident that happened. Right. I don't want you saying anything about the people who are protesting. And that's how I feel that this has come off. Now, Derek has a total different feel on because he liked McClure now. But my whole thing is, y'all need to really watch what you're doing and who you're doing it with. Because them white pastors they point, that they're partnering with, they ain't said nothing about the injustices that happen to us in, 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 on a daily basis. Right. And being a Southern Baptist minister, I already know you anti-gay and you anti-black. So I ain't got nothing for you to begin with. That's just Okay. Me. Gotcha. What you think? He no. see both sides. Okay. <laughs> Surprisingly, before he got to the pastors, I was with him one hundred percent. Okay. I can understand the movement, but if I can't get with the leader or the supposed leader mm-hmm. of the I can't, you know, get behind you and your antics, I don't know what you're gonna do. And I can't be associated. You know, my reputation is means right. a lot to me. Right. And, you know, I can't I just can't, you know, do that. But when it comes to the pastors, I just go to cuz I agree with you on everybody everything else. But when it comes to these pastors, you give them a pass. Number 1, put your mic up. I'm sorry. I thought it was on my mouth. I'm sorry. The first um I really don't believe it's pitting anybody against anybody. Like we said earlier, um in the first part of the show that they when it was in the movement in the 60s and things like that they had a plan when they got ready to do the bus boycott they had both black people and white people driving and escorting people in cars you know they for people that weren't gonna be able to go to work they helped you know they helped do all those kinds of things because they had thought about the people that were going to be caught up in it that you know it wasn't their fault but you know we got to get some kind of remedy for that and so I see this as similar to that right there. Nobody thought about all those, you know, people and things that are going to be caught up in what we're doing at the Galleria because, yes, I, I worked, like I said, I managed in the Galleria for a while, and I know how those holiday hours go. And a lot of people are working in the mall just, you know, to get some extra money for Christmas, or that's their job anyway. And there are a lot of minority-owned businesses in the mall as well. 
So all of those places and things right. are going to be affected. So, you know, they're caught up in what, you know, the movement is that's going on. So, you know, we they need some some kind of help, some kind of way. And so that's a way to do that. And then you, although, you know, some I can't say that every pastor that was there was for the cause, and I can't say that every pastor was there that's against the cause. But what I can say is... I don't want to hold those white pastors to a higher standard than I'm holding the black pastors in the community. Right. Because I didn't see any of them step up to do the same thing that those people are doing. Because, once again, a lot of those white pastors that were there, they have members of their churches are in that community. Because um, it, there's so many black people go that goes to the worship center in the Highlands. Everyone, most of them is almost half black. So you know their members and their things are being you know in caught up in the situations. You can't say what the people are actually talking about at their services because we're not there. But I go to a lot of black churches, and they number one, they might talk about the incident that happened. But in that talking about the incident that happened, they're going to say, but we need to get our folks to stop acting a fool. So if they said that on the outside of the church walls to, to those people that's protesting, they're going to just say, you're against what we're doing. Because I'm saying, you know, we need to do something, but part of what we need, need to do has something to do with you. And they don't want to hear that part because at that moment, I'm just focused on them out there. And we talked about what led up to it, you know, led up to that situation. And that's the conversation that a lot of people don't want to have, what led up to. You know, I'm not right. saying that end thing was the end result, but a lot of times we can avoid some things by just not allowing some things to happen. And I'll let that go for right there, right now. All right. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I mean, I hear you. I do think, and I'm so I'm I, I'm a PK. Preach I come, come, I come from a family of ministers, and at the I feel like the church has dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. I really do. And not only did they drop the ball, they kind of kicked it over and tried to bury it <laughs> to the corner. And because we went through a phase in society of where it became about building your ministry. And people weren't going to, and one thing I say we see a lot in a lot of these older white communities, those people go to the church in the community. Mm -hmm. They've been there 30, 40, 50 years. Whereas now for us in our community, we, we are to driving <clears throat> to the church. We're no longer going to the church in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Even if that's where Big Mama went and that's where we got baptized, you know, now such and such church is a new hip spot to be at. But that's, so that's where that's I'm at. That's the problem on a whole lot of... It things. is, it is, and, and that's cool, but what yeah. happens is when we remove ourselves from the churches in our community, we're moving our we're removing ourselves from what's happening in our communities. Mm -hmm. So how can we truly address what's happening when you're not even focused on what's happening around the church house? And that goes, like, to the gentrification issue. Absolutely, and, you know, absolutely. Kind of, so it's like we got to know what's going on in our communities we got to be proactive in addressing it i'm not looking for nobody to come save me mm -hmm. i'm trying to figure out how to help my community and i'm not necessarily trying to save my community i want to teach you how to help yourself right. mm -hmm. you know because if i save you once more than likely i'm gonna have to come, back, come back and get you again i want i want you to be able to <laughs> save yourself you know but speaking to these pastors some of these white churches are not addressing social justice issues mm -hmm. in their especially churches. The Baptist, especially the Southern Baptist yeah. churches. And you got we got to have that conversation. So I've been pushing friends of mine that are white clergy. You got to have conversations with your peers. I need you to be bold enough to go to your friend who's a pastor and say, dude, I know you're not talking about this. Do I need to help you have this conversation? Do I need to connect you with people that can give you the language to start this conversation in your congregation? Because I don't think a lot of them don't know how they to don't. have the a conversation. A lot of them don't. And I get that, but it's like, but do you just sit in the not knowing? Let me say this, though, T. Like, yeah. So I, I, I wanted to come to that thing that y'all had where you're talking about how you, white people should be oh, talking yeah, about Oh, yeah, Temple Emmanuel, yeah. Yeah. However... I totally agree with what you're saying. The only part I disagree with is the percentages of the numbers. I just truly feel like in the South, in the state of Alabama, 
you got about 70% of white people and white pastors who don't give a shit about what happens to you us. You might be right. They do not care. Yeah. But how you they, feel is not a fact. No, 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 no. No, no. I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just judging them by the work. I'm yeah, just judging right. by your work. No, I got you. Well, if I judge the black folks by their work, ain't no black house. Maybe two. Look, now you know I'm not finna. You know I'm not finna come to their rescue either because they trash too. But my point, my point is <clears throat> that partnering with people who don't have your best interests at heart, so that they can get brownie points, is is problematic for me. Absolutely. The the other thing is that you do have pastors like I and I was joking with Dave and Jennifer, mm-hmm. but I, I Dave Barnhart and Jennifer Sandler like did they ask y'all to be a part of this? <laughs> Jennifer was like <laughs> no. Because they're the more they're the liberal, social justice minded pastors that don't agree with their racist and misogynistic and patriarchal theo- mm-hmm. theo- theology. So they're not trying to talk to the Dave Barnhart's and the Jennifer Sanders right. of the world. So if you're not trying to talk to them and they're white, then I don't see how you think you're gonna help black people. That's my that's my point. No, I feel I feel that's you. that's I feel my you. point. And I'm and I'm tired of giving people the benefit of the doubt because you just you need to watch what they do to see everything you need to know about people. Right, right. You know, and, and I that, agree with you. I agree with you. And you know, I'm friends with Jennifer and Dave. Yeah. And I'm always saying, and what I appreciate about them is when I say things on Facebook and people get their feelings hurt and they want to they cry their right tears, they, they like, we got this tea. And they'll slide in and be like, as a white person, let me explain to you why wow. you need to shut the hell up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I just be over there like, yes, come through, friends. Yeah. So you the pastor at Honda Street ain't doing it. He needs to sit his ass down somewhere is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Because People, if you don't wholly support them, that's my problem. That's that's the yeah. main problem that I have with yeah, that. Yeah, is you. the fact that you can't pick and choose what part of this movement you're gonna support. Absolutely. You, you, like even when even with the with the bus with the um, bus boycotts, there were people who were like taking people to work. That's good, but they weren't saying, "Well, we gotta take y'all to work because these niggas told y'all y'all can't ride the bus." Yeah. That's what I feel like they're doing. The, we we're gonna give y'all some money because these niggas will stop trafficking. Y'all gotta go home early so you can't make your dime. Yeah, you know because you're not talking about the issue that led to them not being able to make their dime in the first place, and you cannot, you absolutely cannot talk about one without talking about the other. Well, I don't know what they talked about behind the closed doors. You know, but see, and then sometimes that becomes problematic. But why not talk about it in not, public if we're not accountable? And so when we did the thing at Temple Emanuel, and we had people that criticized us for cutting the feed once we got into the dialogue, and but I'm like everything that we needed to get out there in the public was there. They should have came if they wanted. You should exactly. Right. But what we were okay. trying to do was protect people, not white, just white people, but it was black people in the audience too. Okay, we got some opinions. Yeah, and we and I wanted to be protect. We wanted to be protective to make sure people don't get attacked. But I need you to be able to talk through your whole thought. So I can either identify what's problematic with it and point you in the right direction, or we can help you through that. So Without that, you judging from the sidelines. Exactly. And I'm so that's you. the space we wanted to create. We did that, and we had people that stood up and cried and mm-hmm. said, I'm tired, and I don't know. And we like, and then we had another man. He was like, "How you, you ain't no more tired than I am as a black man. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're respecting mm-hmm. those feelings. But then, okay, we did that. We lamented. All right. Now, now what? these are the things that have to be addressed. Mm-hmm. You know, I need you to be looking from the policy standpoint. I need you to be looking at who's in here from Hoover. Those people raise their hands. Baby, y'all the ones that vote. We coming over from a whole nother city. <laughs> and we ain't got nothing to do with voting who is in office How there. How many of our city officials were there? None. And that's problematic. It is. Me. It is. You know, I've heard, I had people say, well, you know, the mayor and the city council, that's a different city. They don't want to say that. You should say something. You should say something. Stop playing football. It's the same I thing I say about Jewish people in America. You know, we had the whole thing with Benjamin Netanyahu being, he's pretty much a Israeli Trump. You know, and Jewish people in America with their white skin have, fought, have fallen into the fact, oh, we white Americans. No, you're not. Because at the end of the day, when that man came in that, in that church and started shooting y'all, you were not white Americans at that time. You were Jews as far as he was concerned. And we play footsie with the enemy too often, and yeah. then we get confused and thinking that enemy is our friend, and they are not. Now, the one thing I can say about Jew, Jew, the Jewish community that's different from the black community, just from seeing whatever, 
yeah, I'm with you on that. But when it comes down to the Jews, they had to get together to do some crap. It, it just seems to happen more cohesively than with my people. I love my people, but I need my people to just... Mm. Well, the thing is, nobody want to be a sous chef. I will. That's why I, I would be in the yeah, meeting. You said something. I'm not the one. Like, for me, I know I don't want to be the face of a movement. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't want to be the one that's talking on the camera. But I would love to hold that, lead, that leader of that movement or that group. I would love to be in your planning meetings, helping you out, you know, doing whatever I can do. Right. To help you, but I don't want to be that person. Right. And, it, and it's that thing of sometimes you need to lead. Sometimes you might need to fall back and follow on this one. Sometimes this one may have a better organized plan. This one may have identified these strategic things we need to do. And it's like, nobody, I want to be in charge. I want to be the one that do it this. You know, it's like... Somebody got to be the organizer. And I don't exactly. want to be in charge. I just want to be behind whoever in but, charge. <laughs> but, you know, you know, I, I remember back when I, when I was in third grade, probably back before y'all were born, yes. um, there was a... a po- we used to sell these posters for fundraising. There was this poster that had this flock of baby ducks. And they were all going every which way. But the caption said, lead, follow, or get out of the way. Yeah. And I yeah. think we have a lot of people who have not decided they want to lead and they don't want to follow. So you just need to get out of the way. Right. Because you're holding space that somebody else could be having. And that's that's a problem. It is. It that's is. And it slows well, it, it slows progress down. It slows progress down so much. Because now I got to deal with this fire because you causing this confusion. And mm-hmm. instead of us focusing on pushing this here, right. it's like, okay, why are you still over there doing that? Right. Honey, well, I'm just going to, I'm standing on the side waiting on somebody to uh, show me they, <laughs> they taking off. But then I'm going to, you know, get on right then. But for right now, I'm just sitting on the side and look. Well, look, so we, that brings us to, <laughs> that's a great segue into section three. So we're going to take a break and uh, we will catch you when we come back. I'm just saying. This episode of Same Crap Different Day is sponsored by AIDS Alabama. AIDS Alabama is now doing free in-home HIV testing. That's right. That's your Right. If you can't come to us, we'll come to you. Uh, a lot of people don't like coming into places to get tested. We will come to your house and test you there and give you results. In your car. Or the park. Wherever you want to meet us, we'll meet you there. At the beauty shop. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to get tested, you can give us a call at 205-918-8184. That's 205-918-8184. That's awesome. Don't call myself. Anyway, and we are back to this last segment. A same kind of different day. Thank y'all for hanging in with us. Uh, we are having a great time. I think you're probably one of our best guests that we've Don't had stop. so far. Yeah, we've had a couple of guests. And they've all been great, but you've been one of the best because this is something that's new, hey, near I'm, and dear to our hearts. I can't believe you like you because you um, be neutral with me in the middle. <laughs> She's new. Don't get me started. <laughs> She's learning neutral. You just got this neutral, which is different. Wait a minute. Which is totally I'm different. I'm non-denominational. So, I just which went is to a, a denomination. <laughs> I, I told the folks that. I said, that's a denomination now. Jesus. Okay, so now so now we're going to get into uh, the part of the show. I'm going to call What Would T Do? So we talked about the problems that we see. And you know how we just can't seem to get on one one page and one one accordion, as one of my friends used to say. <laughs> if you if you were the person, if you if, if after he after EJ had gotten killed, and someone said, "Ooh, we need to find somebody to move this movement further," let's call T. Marie King. What would you have done? My first thing would have been I mean, my to reach out to the family. <laughs> my first thing would have been to reach out to the family. Reach out to know. What do you want to see from this? How involved do you want to be? What are you comfortable with us using? Because somebody may say, I'm not comfortable with you using my child's name. Or use it like this. So I would have wanted to know first from the family, what are you comfortable with? We want justice. We want to make sure 
you get the answers you needed, but I want to make sure you all are comfortable and supportive in the work that we're doing. And I would let them know, I don't want you to be re-traumatized. I don't want any additional harm unnecessarily coming to you that we could cause. Um, so that would be my first step is reaching out to them. Because we, they're traumatized every day. Exactly. Every exactly. day. Exactly. And you they know. say that they reach out to them every day. You know, and so you're constantly making them relive this and go through it. So that would be my first step is reaching out. If the family is like, you know what, we're in support. We just don't want to be as involved because we got to deal with this legal piece. Awesome. Then it will be like, okay, well, what is really the issue? What are the actual facts? Let me pull some researchers together. Let me get people who are knowledgeable on police procedure, people that are knowledgeable on the laws, on policy. Let me get those people in a room. And mm-hmm. let's have a conversation. So, because I don't, I don't act like I know it all. Mm-hmm. So I'm the type of person that let me staff to my weaknesses. <laughs> I ain't got to know how to do like it that. all, but I'm gonna bring people in that know. <laughs> so explain the police why why would the police respond like this? Oh, well they're doing this because of blah blah blah. Gotcha. Okay, why what's happening on this end? So once I got a full broad picture of that, okay, now what could our acts actually be? You know, because you don't want to do anything that's going to taint or hurt the actual case that the family is bringing against the police department. So we don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize that. Mm-hmm. But what could the acts be from the community? Mm-hmm. And then that's what we're going to organize and or protest around. So if the ask is we want this, okay, we've asked for this in a nice manner. We've given you a time frame. We haven't gotten that. So our phase two in our ask, it might be direct action. And that direct action may be, hey, I need y'all to show up and we're going to march around the police station. And some of you may get arrested. But I don't just need black faces marching around the police station. I need white faces, too. And I need white faces from Hoover. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to put yourself on the line and right. your body on the line. And we saw that during mm-hmm. the civil rights movement. When you have people like James Reed, Viola Luzo, um, Jonathan Daniels, who were willing to say, I'm committed to this, right. even though people may not like it my family may not like it but this was wrong so i would that's how i would start organizing around that one thing i and i'm with you 100 percent. so one of the issues i see you know there are we have a number of i'm in the mic it's right here <laughs> we have a number of allies in other communities <laughs> like you know um and I don't think I'm, she mind me saying her name like Christy. Today, I was talking to Christy. She, we, just a little bit about it. She was like, whew, I just want to be involved, but I can't tell. You know, I'm not I, not in a position to tell anybody what to do, that I'm not a part of the community. But, you know, there are things that, you know, I want to be involved and I want to do, but she doesn't feel like she would be looked at in the most positive light by some people in our community. Mm-hmm. And looking at comments, um, like I said, on the little message board, right. a, one, a white lady got arrested for, you know, her pro. Now, she was acting a fool. She was throwing um, ornaments or whatever. Was she on our side or not? Yeah, and see, and that went in the beginning that, you know, that was who the folk was. She ain't, they didn't put her on us. She ain't with us. And, you know, screw her and la, la, la. And then some of the members was like, no, she's one of our biggest supporters and she's been out of everything. And then, you know, had someone was like, well, you know, free her now, whatever. And you had the other folk, well, still screw her. She's still part of yeah. them and la, la, la. So you still have, you know, some of them don't don't get involved because they're, they have been or feel like they're going to be met by that element. Like, you uh, you can't tell me, you don't know what I've been through, so right. I don't, you know, what right. you're doing out here anyway. Right, and sometimes you got to find <clears throat> in what way people can participate. Mm-hmm. Because some things you may not need to be in the forefront. And like at the event we had at Temple Emanuel, somebody was like, well, what can I do? I like, do you live in Hoover? Yeah, okay, you can call your city counselors. <laughs> you can call, you can write them, you can blow their email up you know call them harass them and say you know what we want answers we want y'all to respond you can also go talk to your pastor and say what role are you playing in this and i said some of y'all in here your relatives own city council you may be connected to the mayor right or the police chief right are you having those conversations and what some people think oh i got to get out in the street and i got to do this and that there's a place for that 
But then there's also a place for these conversations where you got to be like, look, now you know good and damn well that was wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Now what you go do and fix this. Come on. And if you putting pressure enough, I'm like, we're coming to the holidays. Y'all going to be together for Christmas anyway. Might as well go and get them and be like, what are you doing? And help them understand why this is so problematic and say something. I said, now it may work. It may not. But don't sit up here and sit across from this person during Christmas dinner knowing they have influence on this issue and not say anything, then you truly are not an ally. Right. I tell people all the time, like, people have their thoughts about white privilege. Some people don't think it It definitely exists. Mm -hmm. And, like, for my white friends, I always tell them, like, I don't want you to disown your white privilege. I just want you to use it for good. Right. Because when we're talking about issues that affect our community, other white, white people who don't believe in our struggles they're not listening to us. Right, not at all. They're not. There's nothing that I'm going to say as a black man. There's nothing I'm going to be able to say as a black gay man yeah. that these racist-ass white people who beat the Baptist church door down are going to listen to. Right. But they may listen to their white counterparts. Exactly. They may say, well, wait a minute, maybe I need to. And they may not. But I know they have a better chance of getting through to them than I do. So it does not do me any good to piss those people off in the process, which I find that we do that all we the do time. That. Yeah, that's the thing yeah. we do. You know, mm-hmm. all the time. Because it, we, we don't value relationships anymore. <clears throat> and see, and a lot of people want things to be so quick. Right. You know, and I've told people in my workshops, I say, you want the results of a 20-year friendship in two days. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you said something earlier, though, when you were talking about, when we were talking about, you know, how would you build your, your process? And it made me think about, we, this is the first time that something of this magnitude has happened in Birmingham. But it seemed like everybody wanted to act like it happens all the time. You know, mm-hmm. we may have people being shot in Birmingham, but this is the first time that I know of that something like this in recent history has happened to Hoover. Yeah. And I think that some people kind of jumped the gun a little bit and went straight to Mike Brown, justice, no justice, no peace, instead of, okay, what can we do for EJ? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like we took on, like we... We, we, we co-op something else. We co-op... Because I, honestly, I, I maybe, I, what did you say in the beginning that this does or doesn't happen in Birmingham? It doesn't, it, this has not happened at this the magnitude. No, 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 the, the magnitude. The situation, a yeah. white cop shoot a black man for no reason. There's some people that will argue with it, argue that point. There's some people that will argue that the sky is blue. Well, but my point is, <laughs> but my but my 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 point my my, my my point is something that nothing has no, gotten this level true. of attention. Now they can they can't argue with yeah, that. Yeah, they haven't got to this level. Of right, they haven't got yeah. to this level of attention. Mm-hmm. So like like T said, we kind of co-opted. We we went all the way from okay, let's strike this match to to, to white hot. We never smoldered. We never started the flame. We just went right there. And I think, like, given the method that you were talking about, like, what do we need to do, how we need to do it, would have been more beneficial to us than that straight, let's go to the streets. Like, why we were at the mall the next day not knowing what the fuck we was at the mall for. Mm-hmm. The, 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 even, the, even the third lie that the police had told hadn't <laughs> even come out yet. Right. But we at the mall, what are you protesting for? Where it, what is your ask at this point? You know, and, and that's the thing that we're missing. Like, there, and, and none of these movements have I seen a defined ass. Yeah, we want you to start shooting us in the back. I get that. But what can precipitate that? Right. You know, what makes that happen? Right. Well, first we got to start changing the rules of engagement. I was just about to be rude exactly. and, and talk to you like one of them would um, talk to you. Well. We got to get our voices heard. <laughs> I mean, we just got to get out there. I mean, yeah. we got to. That, that doesn't got to change. I'm, I'm telling you and, what and I. Then, and then, and then, but then it becomes, and then what? And then what? You know, because I mean, what we just got to get out there. We just got to. Think about it. Think you, about it. If you, you arguing, if you arguing with somebody and you and already decided how you feel, they can keep talking all day long. It's like I made my decision. And that was part of my problem with having the conversation. Like in some of my conversations that I'm having, when you know we have a dialogue, but then when I get to a point where it's something that you just not with you don't want to hear anything right you know like you're not going to change my mind on this this i feel i don't even want to hear what you got to say that's not a dialogue exactly but see you have people that get so caught up in their feelings so one of the things that happened at the the talk we did this gentleman stood up and he said you know i'm very frustrated he's a white guy i'm very frustrated that 
two black women are leading this facilitated conversation and white people are not. I really feel like white people need to be leading this conversation and talking to other white people. And I said, he I, said I, that out loud. He did. He did. <laughs> but and and <laughs> my counterpart was like, like what? And I was sitting there and I was just like, I agree with you. I agree. I do believe white people should be leading this conversation with not. other white people. I said, but nobody volunteered. I said, so when I heard about what happened and I saw how things were going, I called her and I said, we need to pull a conversation together with other leaders that we know that are of our like mind. Mm-hmm. I put a call out, 45 people showed up and we said, what we go do? Mm-hmm. And we we figured that out. We decided what we were going to do. But I'm like, but am I, so do I wait on white people to get it or do We've I say we've been for 300 years plus and they ain't got it yet you know so you it's know. like no I'm gonna keep moving but at the same time I'm not gonna please every black person I've been criticized for my methods and people say well you spend too much time talking to white people and trying to have these conversations well, they're the people who own the problem and I'm, but, I, but I'm like that's cool <laughs> and you can be mad about that but I get invited into rooms that, you that you're not getting invited but, but, into but not only that they're the one who owns the problem like I'm tired of black people thinking that we can fix racism it's not a yeah, problem that we cause and that's one of my big points my points all the time is if you can't and don't want to have a conversation mm-hmm. with the white community how do you expect them to change or understand what it is you you're trying to have say? a conversation if you, if you got you to don't want and there's a lot of them don't want they to don't, have a conversation yeah. but it's like we got to have a conversation you have to build relationships and i tell people all the time i said who controls policies people who control resources people who controls the laws people i said if we're not dialoguing and yeah i know it's a marathon and not a sprint and do i want it to be a sprint yeah probably on some things but even in sprinting people get hurt you get hurt (laughs) you know so i'm willing to work with you and figure out Mm -hmm. how can i help you understand this is harmful Mm -hmm. right you know okay now now that you see that this policy y'all got on the books bruh this ain't cool, you know. And yeah. then I've worked with some people who said, "Okay, T, but like people got to. I need them to call the office and complain or send me this." So it that gives exactly me, and I'm right. like, "Cool." And I tell people, "I need you to call and do this." But people is like getting them to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Show up to a lobby day. Yeah, I know it's taking time. You ain't like you ain't got no vacation days. Mm-hmm. Come on, go down <laughs> to Montgomery and let's get in these folk faces who you mad about and them not doing anything, but mm-hmm. you not harassing them you know you're voted in to work for us but you know the, the thing that i some of these people who are protesting are the same people who i've seen talking about why they don't vote yeah <laughs> like i need you to go sit your ass all the way down like the whole way down i need you to go sit all several the way down seats. several said, seats so what i got from that is so you saying since i don't vote i, I can't protest yes that's exactly what i'm saying <laughs> what is you you against our you against the movement as well because everybody we could get to go out there need to go out there and make our voice heard and, and like, i'm gonna say it louder and louder and not let you say nothing because until you understand or you want to shut up that's exactly what <laughs> And you're gonna, and you're gonna, and you're gonna continue where you're at because you don't want to listen. But that, did but, I lie? You didn't lie. But but look. But, 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 that, but that's what that but, mean. Literally, yeah. that's what they do. But if you're not if you're not civically engaged in the processes right. that creates the system that oppress you, then you're gonna keep being oppressed. Are you true? And, and see, but we gotta look at this thing on so many levels because I mean, like, let's go to education and how they're not truly teaching civics anymore. They're not even educating kids on these different branches of government. So if you like, what's the executive branch doing? But it ain't about education. They out here shooting our black boys. And we got to stop them from shooting our black boys. (laughs) Where you get a gun from? Right. It ain't about that gun. We talking about these officers shooting our black boys. I'm t- that's what I get. No, I get you. I get you. But, it, but and then you it's can't like it's, have a conversation. Yeah, like and that. it's like okay, I can either. I'm not go. I always tell people I don't believe in arguing with people. To me, arguing people is like taking a cat for a walk. So I'm not going to do that. Lord. So I will sit there and let you just talk. Yeah, I got a uh, car last night to go somewhere, and I looked in the back window. The damn cat was in the, my back window. <laughs> Ooh, I almost ran into a pole. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so 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 like we do have to be engaged on the yeah. inside of the car, Tony. I, had he been in all day? No, I'm I had my you. wonder down a little bit in the back. I'm a, ooh, probably getting high. Shit. Anyway, 
Um, Don't tell the people. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So what? So what? What? What's our next step? What? What? What do you think we should try to do? Because this how this wasn't so out loaded. the barn at this point. It's so loaded. It's so loaded. I think you know basically you know the group I'm working with we're still going to push on these procedures, and trying to find out exactly what is the policy and procedure for apprehending somebody. What does that look like? Is it different for white people and different for black and brown people? We already know the answer. Yeah, we definitely know in it theory may not what be it written is. Down. But it's like we need to have a conversation about that and push the because you know just twelve hours later after EJ got killed, a white man was shooting at some police officers in Pelham, and his ass ends up in jail. Right. right. So I'm trying to think of the you're right. You're shooting at the police. Wait, wait, hold on. But you're shooting at the right. police. Yeah. And you end up in jail. If a black man with his back turned, you get shot in the back. Like, that's not right. Absolutely. But it's like, we got to. But we too busy we trying to shut down the mall instead of addressing that issue. Yeah. You know, because clearly, clearly there's, clearly you, there's a huge bias. Mm-hmm. There's a huge bias. So the only thing people recognize is people recognize when you mess with their money. Now, I'm not talking about shut down the gallery or mess with your money. I'm talking about you lose your job mess with your money right you know and i think people who do certain acts like unlawfully killing black men and they're in service i think that needs to follow you i think whoever whatever department go you go to next i think the people in that community i don't need think to you know. should be in a department after you You that. shouldn't but if they go laterally move you i think folk need to know what you coming with yeah. so question before we got there's another movement on the social media thing you know oh, you geez. have social media thugs that when someone, yes, when they see someone um, has said something that they deem racist or against the um, the movement or whatever on their social media feeds, be it Twitter, be it Facebook, they immediately screenshot and start sending things to those people's employer, yeah. whether it be uh, uh, Taco Bell yeah. or AT and T or whoever. What to get them fired from their right. positions? Whether they work with the community or not, work community, you know, they just feel like they, you shouldn't have a job because of your stances and what you're saying on social media. Right. Yeah, what what you think about that? Now, I, I believe I, in holding people accountable. I ain't mad. I'm, I believe in holding people accountable. I'm not a fan of contributing to people's downfall personally, but I don't think anything is wrong with holding somebody but accountable. What, but, but what when those people contribute to the downfall of others? I'm, I'm going to bring up a, a personal incident with you. Okay. We were on Facebook one day, and one of your friends made a comment about people who work in custom service and how they should be nice to people. One of their friends who worked in custom service, well, they worked, I can't say what kind of job they had, but they had a job in which they dealt with the public. Okay. Is on this thread literally bragging about how bad they treat people on purpose. Now, I screenshot the hell out of that because you're not going to sit up here mm. and tr- get paid to help people and brag about how badly you treat people. Now that person that had no sense in the first place. But my but my point but my but, but my point I, my point if you if you if you if you see some, if there's a white person on Facebook town so these goddamn niggas they need to go back to Africa blah 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 and they work at the food stamp office that bitch need to be fired I, 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 I'm sorry I, I get, I get, and however I you gotta you get her that. you gotta get her I agree with that I, I, now if it's a, but I think we have to err on people that maybe not be that extreme you yeah, know if it's I mean, something you know, like where they just saying dumb stuff. You know, you ain't nobody got time for that. You know, but they if it's need to get their asses out the street, and, yeah. But well, they know, did need to get their asses. There's nothing <laughs> wrong know, with that. Said, but but saying yeah. I'm gonna run these niggas over because they should be in the street. Now nah, I'm gonna get right. your job. And, for that. and you in your job's company truck. Right. I'm gonna then get your you job do, for that. You definitely need to be there. But you, I don't think that there's no one size fits all for that. I right. think it's an individual. It, I it's, do a, too. it's an individual circumstance because there are certain things that reach that level of. Oh no, you can't I mean, work here I'm, no more. And then there's some. Uh, you just an asshole. But right, 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 absolutely. But is that considered to be a part of the movement? That you, you the you the, the the social media war. That's not our movement. That's, that's a part of somebody's <laughs> but, movement. But it shouldn't be it's part a of movement. The, it's I a don't movement. know who movement right. it is. It shouldn't be part of because the movement. my thing is if you got the time to focus on that on social media, then you could be out here helping us actually make some serious change. Right, right. I agree. I totally agree. 
Well, look, this is the end of this show. <laughs> Already? Uh, yeah, that's this is how this is how it goes. I gotta come back. I need to I address because I need to be at the meeting. <laughs> I want to be you. at I'm, the meeting. We gonna get you in that number. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting. But this has been a great podcast. I've been wanting to do this with you for a long. time. I know we've been talking time. back yeah, and forth for the longest. So you know, maybe I can produce one for you too. I, I would love to. I, you had said something earlier that um. What was it? What did you say? What's I, on T's mind? Uh, yeah. What would T do? What would T do? I'm like, I feel like that's the name of a podcast. Yeah, I think, ruined, yeah, I right? love it. I love it. We but need to yeah, talk so, about that. but again, y'all, like mm-hmm. I said, we are just thinking about things that we want to do. None of these are the actual answers. I think we're getting closer. Yeah. Uh, I think this may be the, la- the the part three of Don't Shoot Us, and we can move on to something <laughs> else next week. I hope. Uh, you just never know how. Next week, we probably going to uh, Trump going to be the head of the stroke from all the stuff that's going on. Babe, I just want his ass to go to jail. <laughs> that's all I want Not for Christmas. Not yet. And you know what? I wouldn't mind if he finished out because I don't want Pence. Pence going to jail, too. I keep telling y'all. Rachel, well, did y'all you watch Rachel Maddow last yeah, night? I, I, not no, all of it. You need, all no, of it. I'm telling you, and I said this, and I'm saying it again. Trump, Pence, Ryan, McConnell, and Nunez, at least, are all getting convicted on something. All of them are getting convicted on something. Last night, Richard Maddow was talking about how Mike Pence up there some uh, Michael Flynn's son didn't work for, um, didn't, wasn't part of the transition team. Yes, he, had he a, was. He had a transition team email. Yeah, yes, he was. And you right here acting like oh, you didn't know, lying. sleep ass. They, so, you know, they finna get that ass, too. so quiet yesterday. They finna get that ass, too. That ass is gone, nervous. too. So, that may be something we talk about next week. Babe, because uh, the new attorney general, whatever she is in New York, Oh uh, yeah, she ready. She already. She said she already ready for Trump, baby. She, she ready. She, she, she ready. That was on my little feed. I was reading all kind of stories. Honey. But yeah. anyway, so uh, T, thank you. You are welcome for your time. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad I had a great time. Well, well you know, whenever you want to come back, you know, you are always welcome. I'm always welcome in Definitely. this space. Thank you, thank you. And it was a brave space. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Next time here, I might turn the fish tank back on. All right. right. <laughs> so anyway, the space more inviting. So before we go, any closing words before we go to man i would just say identify what your role is don't sit up here and look at this movement and think you have nothing to offer you have something to offer identify that because we all play a piece of the puzzle but i would also say for people out there doing crazy stuff make sure you're on the right side of history because if we look back right it was people that you know, on the wrong side of history, and it's documented and photographed. Right, you know, in, in color. <laughs> yes. So I would say, you know, find your piece, get involved, but also make sure you're on the right side of history. Cool, Derek. I don't know what I want to say. What the hell? It's an emergency. <laughs> Emergency! You know what? That's my final word. It's an emergency. <laughs> and we yeah. need some emergency surgery. Yeah, that's what y'all are saying. We need to go into surgery. Okay, well, look, that, that brings us to the end of this episode of Same Cut Different Day. Like us on your favorite platform, and we will be back with y'all again next Emergency! Week. Peace. <laughs> Woo!